Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead And some days are magical, like grape banana bread Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads The voices in our heads Hi, you guys. Hello. How are you? Welcome to The Voices in Our Heads. I'm your host, Christina Hutchinson, and you are... It's your call to introduce yourself. Hello to everyone's welcome here, guys. Republicans, hello Democrats, hello people who voted for Jill Stein, hello Hillary fanatics, hello diehard current president supporters, and people who don't live in America who get to laugh at our ways on the international stage. Hello people who truly from the bottom of their hearts love Mitch McConnell. Like you really love him and you love his chin. I just want to say that you're all welcome here, regardless of your political beliefs. I feel like that doesn't get said enough. And I would like to say it as a reminder. You know, we got to be connected somehow. We're all muscle and bones underneath it all. Except if people don't have bones. But if you don't have bones, you're not a person, right? Is that rude? There's got to be some person with some disease who doesn't have bones. And unto you, I'm, I hope you get better. That probably doesn't get fixed, you know, easily. Um, but we have to be connected somehow. This us versus them shit. It's what I like to call toxic humanity. Oh. However, I will, I must say, I, w- I wish I said this on the first episode, but I was real nervous. I'm slowly getting less nervous as we progress, if you've noticed. Thank y'all. Um, but by listening to this podcast from here on out, okay, you're formally entering a binding verbal agreement that you will not do the following. Rape. Don't rape. You won't murder unless someone's trying to murder you, in which case you got to do what you got to do. And you won't push people down the stairs. Don't do that. Use your words. I'm going to be adding additional things to this list every so often, but this is a legal binding verbal contract because I said it is. So I'm so excited to have listeners who aren't rapists and don't push people downstairs. Welcome, everyone. Um, oh, I'm, I'm performing here. I'm performing in New York City. If you're in New York City tomorrow, Justin Silver uh, and I, we're friends and we're not having sex. And I say that because we're starting a new monthly show called We're Not Banging, despite what you hear on the Reddit threads. Um, that's weird that people talk about that on there because do something else. But uh, tomorrow, Thursday, October 24th, 9 p.m. at The Stand, which is an incredible comedy club. Go check that out. Um, tickets are in the description of this podcast. Um, and Saturday, November 16th in New York City, I co-host Glamour Puss with Wendy Starling, who's a great comedian. I don't know why I said it like that, because I felt like it. Shut up. Um, San Diego, California. I'm in you November 21st to the, I wrote the 21st down here, the 21st to the 21st, but I'll also be there until the 23rd. I'm headlining American Comedy Company. That's pretty cool. Headlining solo, that's like a big deal. I'm excited for that. Justin Silver is going to be featuring me f- uh, for those shows. Again, we're not banging. Um, and Philadelphia, my boo, my 215, my eagles, my eagles. Go get a towel, go get a hoagie, get a wawa, go to wawa, go down and get a hoagie. We'll also go to CB February 6th to the 8th at Helium Comedy Club. Did I do that right? I think I did. Yeah, February 6th to the 8th. Um, I wanted to read an email that I got from two podcasts ago. It's in response to a random thought that I had about airline employees, pilots, 
Delta employee, everybody who works at the airline having weird ass fucking long ass pauses in the middle of their speeches. And it's like, sometimes I could see them and I'm like, what are you, do? you're not, what are you looking at? Porn? So this guy wrote me, he's a pilot, so he would know. Um, <laughs> some insider tips that I wanted to share. The subject of this email is why we pause when making announcements. <laughs> I love this email. Out of all the vastly more important content you've talked about on the second episode, I can only speak to the announcements from the flight deck. There is usually a ton of shit going on in the short time we have at the gate before we push back. I'm assuming this guy's a pilot. He might not be a pilot. Either way, he works for an airplane company. <laughs> Use your words, Christina. Pre-flighting the aircraft is usually the most pressured part of the trip. When I make my announcements, I try to get the pertinent info together before I start, but it's all in different places and changes every flight. So when we pause, it's probably because we either forgot to write down something or convert a temperature at the destination because everything we have is in Celsius, which, why? Or we've said it three times before for different flights. Plus, we have the gate agents giving us the manifest the rampers calling in the bag counts over the radio and any number of other things that might be happening in the cabin on top of programming the flight computers. This, the announcement itself is pretty low on the priority list. All right, I get it. So what you hear is everything when we key the mic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard flight, in parentheses, pregnant pause, 242. The weather in Orlando is, pregnant pause, around 80 degrees, what we are really saying is, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard flight. God damn it. What? Who are we this time? Oh, yeah. 242. The weather in Orlando is shit. 25 Celsius. Double it at 30. Around 80 degrees and so on. I know the same goes for the flight attendants during boarding. They have the gate agents barking at them to get out on time. They sometimes have cleaners and caterers still in their space, along with any passenger issues. They can be in the middle of an announcement and a boarding passenger will ask them if they can have a water at their seat. So, yeah. Totally useless info, lol. More importantly, good on you for kicking the Addy. My sister is all over it and doesn't see the issue with it. <laughs> Sick burn it, you sis. No, I get it. You can't, you're not going to see it unless you want to see it, my friend. And that is frustrating to be a witness of, I can imagine. Um, I thought that was interesting. I'm like, man, they are like cursing and fucking figuring shit out and going, shit, twat, motherfucking cock, sucking cock. Whenever I, um, I don't know if you guys have seen the greatest movie ever, Home Alone, one and two. The other ones are shit. No offense. No, you know what? Offense. Fuck that. They sucked. The first two were beautiful. But um, uh, Harry and Marv, when, he, when Marv would get, uh, or Harry would get really pissed at himself, he would go, fritcha, 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 fritcha. I just started saying that. Um, and so in my head, when these people who work for these airlines are taking these pregnant ass pauses, uh, they're going, fritcha, fritcha, fritcha. And this gentleman kind of confirm that so thank y'all also one of the things i i didn't get to say on the adderall episode because i was rushing because i was nervous because talking about being addicted to a pill is very vulnerable and scary and you, you just for so many reasons um because you want to keep it from yourself really um i just wanted to give a, a additional piece of advice that i i left out last episode i gotta say every pretty much every second of every day I have to coach myself into not taking an Adderall pill. I'm the kind of person that if I tell myself I can't do it anymore ever again, all I'm going to want to do is do it. I wish that's not how my brain worked. 
Uh, but that's how it works. So like I keep a couple pills in my desk drawer and every time I, I think to myself, oh, I want to take an Adderall. I have to sit with that and go, so you want to take an Adderall, huh? It's like I'm interrogating myself. Okay, so you want to take an Adderall. Why? Well, because I don't want to feel my feelings. I don't want to go on autopilot. Oh, yeah? Is that going to really get you to where you want to be? A functioning, emotionally healthy adult woman? No. Well, do you think taking the Adderall is a great idea? Because you're going to survive without it and you're actually going to be better. All right, fine. Boring McBoringson. But I have to have these conversations with myself all the fucking time. And the NA, the Narcotics Anonymous meetings I went to, I can say I went to those, right? I know it's supposed to be anonymous, but I can out myself. Um, they were very helpful, but that was, a, that was something that was echoed in almost every person that talked in those meetings is every fucking second of every day. And I know this sounds exhausting, like if you are addicted to a drug currently and you're really trying to quit and you're scared that you're not going to be able to, you, you can you really can. You just have to put a lot of work into every day, babying yourself almost too. I interrogate myself. I'm my own life coach. I'm like, come on, girl, you can do it. You can do it, girl. You can survive. And then when I survive, like, you know, all this time without it, like going weeks without it, I'm like, fuck yeah, you're the best person ever. And then I'm like, I deserve an Adderall. No, what did I just say? What did I just say, Christina? You said I shouldn't do it? Yeah, I did. Okay. So just a reminder. It's not easy. It's very hard. It's very rewarding work, though. It improves your self-esteem, your self-confidence, which I guess go hand in hand. But um, And that does wonders for your happiness. So I just want to say that. Oh, recommendation. I'm going to give you a recommendation. And the recommendation is very New York specific. Okay. But New York, you know, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a pretty popular city. So the odds of you visiting it at one point in your life is pretty high. Um, I saw this play last night with my friend Ashley for the seventh time. No, sixth time. Excuse me. I've seen this particular play. I love theater. And I love immersive theater. Immersive where the audience is involved in the show. But like I'm talking like don't make me say shit. But like I, I want an experience. I want to feel like I'm inside a movie. And there is a company called Third Rail Productions. I... If I hit the lottery, I want to fund them to, to, I want to give them millions of dollars so they can just make eight more of these types of shows. They have an immersive theater show called Then She Fell. And it's essentially the story of Lewis Carroll and Alice Liddell, Alice in Wonderland. And it go, goes deep into mental health and, uh, and poetry. Lewis Carroll was a fucking great poet. Maybe he was a pedophile, perhaps. There's a lot of evidence of that, and that's weird. And they do address that in the play, but not, it, they do it in the perfect way. So I've seen this show six times, um, each on a different substance, talking about <laughs> recovering drug addict, um, but not drugs that I'm addicted to. I was on Adderall for most of them, except the last two times. But um, so the first time I saw it, I saw it sober. Second time, I was a little tipsy. Third time, I was like, let's go to Molly, fuck it. Fourth time, I just smoked weed. Fifth time, I took an edible. And the sixth time I took mushrooms, um, a chocolate. And when I, and this is, I'm not a doctor and I'm not telling, you sh don't do drugs, kids. I just gotta say that legally, I think. Um, but I really have been getting into mushrooms lately. Um, I don't fully trip on them because I'm not, I'm not into that. I don't, I don't want to see shit. I don't want to see triangles coming at me. I don't want to see my curtains being like, hey, Christina. Like, I'm good on that. But mushrooms, I don't know. If I take a little bit, uh, it's, I would say it's a little more than a microdose. It just makes me like... All right, 
yeah, guys, it's all going to be okay. When I take it, I'm like, oh, I'm okay. And I feel that way days after. It's a really long-lasting effect. I know mushrooms. I'm going to do an episode only on mushrooms, like specifically about mushrooms and the research that I've done. And then I'm going to do a segment where I take mushrooms and then I talk to you um, because I'm really getting into them. They have a lot of medicinal effects, but they obviously have to be handled with care. It's a psychedelic drug and is not for everybody. Anyway, I saw this play, Then She Fell by Third Rail Productions. You go to this townhouse in Brooklyn and my, so my friend Ashley was there and in the car right over there, I was kind of prepping her for the show. We had each taken a little bite of chocolate. And, um, and I was like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know if you're the kind of person who wants to know what to experience beforehand, but if you do let me know, there's one part of the show where they kind of, they're loud and throwing things. But other than that, it's, it's, it's the costumes, the costume design in the show, the acting in the show, it's movement based. A lot of this is movement based. There's dialogue in this play, but there's. It's just the movement, the, oh, it's so fucking powerful. The costume design, the sound design, and the lighting. It's, you feel like you're in a fucking movie when you see this. And I am somebody who loves to get lost in my imagination. And if, even if your imagination is that of a brick wall, if you have no imagination, you will still enjoy this play and it will encourage you to dive into your own personal, private creativity uh, afterwards it is such a good play there's uh the audience I believe is no bigger than 13 or 14 people um and you get separated you're going to get separated throughout the show the second you get into the building there's somebody in co- in character like people are in character they fucking take this shit seriously and you basically get um the actors will take some people to one room and some people another and you go all around this this facility it's supposed to be a mental health facility like an old like a like a, um, a mental health clinic back in the ages of Alice Liddell in Alice in Wonderland um, and Lewis Carroll it is the most beautiful piece of theater that I've ever seen and it to me takes something talk about the creative brain it takes the concept of what a play can be and it fucking fucks you raw with it but in the best way like raw sex with someone you love that's what this play feels like it's beautiful and (laughs) I'm so I'm telling Ashley this is just a side note but I was telling Ashley about it and then we were talking about how like our lives are so crazy and weird and then I mentioned about yeah and then I found out my dad's not my real dad and she was like wait what and I forgot I didn't tell her so I told her that whole story of the 23andMe thing and then I'm like yeah my life is weird just weird shit happens to me and I kind of really love it and then we walk in to check into this play and then like Neil Patrick Harris comes out and I was like what Neil Patrick Harris is here he wasn't in the play he was just seeing it too and I was like that's just that's like a fun little wink from the universe I don't of what I don't know He's cool. Um, but yeah, Then She Fell by Third Rail Productions. It is beautiful. Actually, I want to read a piece of poetry that they gave me in the program because this is just an example of the type of world they build. This is poetry from Lewis Carroll. One second, I got to go to my table and get it. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> It is a good night for ghosts. The rabbit in the moon is full and waiting to take souls to far shores as it crosses the sky. I dreamt a dream that I was with you tonight. I woke and my lips were numb from saying your name. I dreamt that we were dreaming a dream together, you and I, and we were trapped in a house, big as memory, countless doors. You were there. 
I could hear you laughing, but I only caught glimpses of you in the glass. Eventually I gave in and found myself staring at myself, reflected, looking at myself looking back at me, both of us trying to decipher the face that was in front of us, my eyes seeing me in mine and countless. I have retreated into twos because of you. I wonder, when you look in the mirror, who stares you down at night? But it is late and my mind is running away with itself. Sleep well, wherever you are. It is a good night for ghosts. And between us, we have a pocket full. I mean, what the fuck? I don't know if I read that appropriately. I know, like, poetry should be read a certain way. But I mean... You forget that people can be so beautifully articulate with words and you can really finesse the English language to work and, and communicate things. And I, I forget that. So seeing this play is a reminder of a lot of things for me, but one of them is the way that I use language personally. And I'm trying to get better at that and not be so hyperbolic, not saying it was the best thing ever. It was the most amazing. It was the worst. It was the best dick. It was the worst dick. You know, like Charles Dickens. But um, less poignant. Charles Dickens did it right. I'm doing it wrong. Okay, let's do some fuckboy theater. This edition of fuckboy theater is bio edition. Okay, so we're going to read the bios of these dating apps of fuckboys and, oh, women could be pieces of shit too. Yeah, fuck girls. So I read a bio from this guy as part of Fuckboy Friday last week and, and then people started sending me bios and then dudes started sending me chick bios and man, it's hard for all of us, you guys. It's not easy. We all have different struggles. All, men and women and all the in between, we all got them. I kind of felt bad for the dude, well, for a second and then I was like, oh, fuck off. But um, So I want to read first the guy bios. Um, because they're great, but I want to save the best for last because these women, Ooh, women are scary. And let me tell you something real quick side note. Since Corinne and I've been doing guys, we fucked and we've been going on the road. I am more scared of women than I am of men because we've had many men come to our shows alone or they drag their girlfriends or their boyfriends or their friends. But the women, when they get alcohol, when young women are drunk, some young women, I know not all, hashtag not all young women. <laughs> But a drunk young chick who wants something is going to stop at nothing to get it. And that's very jarring. I thought we were going to get selena like eight times. We had drunk chicks break into our dressing room multiple times in our shows. Like they would sneak in. One girl? Oh, my God. This one girl? I was at American Comedy Company, actually, <laughs> um, in San Diego. The green room. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be saying this. But don't fucking break into green rooms. If You have to hear it from me on a podcast and not do it. You got a mental problem. But um, the green room is hidden. It's behind a shelf. So you, it's very, it's not obvious that the green room is there. It's to the side of the stage. You can't really see it. So I get off stage. Uh, Corinne comes on stage to do stand-up. It's the only time we're not on stage at the same time. I'm backstage and some chick comes in like she fucking works there. She's like, hey, oh my God, I was wondering um, if I can get a picture. And she wasn't wearing the uniform. So I was like, uh, do you work here? And she's like, yeah, yeah. Do you mind if I just get a quick picture real quick? And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then she goes to turn her camera to, camera to selfie mode. And right before she presses the button to take the photo, she slowly turns to me and she goes, 
I don't work here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to die today. Bye, Christina. Nice knowing me. I didn't, but man, that was scary. Okay. Fuck a boy theater. Bio edition. So we'll start with the men. I'm not going to say his real name, but I'll say a name that's similar. Alvin. <laughs> and he's in his late 20s. His bio is, basically, if you consider you're a eight, I think it means N8, or above, we might match. Nine to 10, talk to you soon. If you're unsure, you're probably not an eight or above. But thanks for looking. What the fuck? And I'm looking at a photo of Alvin right now. He's not that attractive. Surprise to no one. Men don't know what they look like in photos. That can't be said enough. Okay, this guy's name is... What? Someone am I always yelling at me? No, they're yelling at someone else. Okay, this guy's name is Pris, we'll just say. He's 30. <laughs> I'm really giving this away. I'm just trying to take you out and split the bill. You'll find me charming, and I'll feel like I earned the sex. Again, this is on... This is on motherfuckers' bios. This is what they have out there for everyone to see. What's your problem? Oh, I don't get it. And then his fucking photo is a picture of him. in a It's a mirror selfie, but he's laying down. So, okay, he put a mirror above his bed, which can't say I didn't think of that also for myself, so I can't judge him on that. But then he has a hot dog emoji over his dick, but his pants aren't even down. I'm like, dude, it's not cute. Okay, this guy's name, he's in his mid-20s, and his name is Ponner. Married. I'm a married man, but my wife has given me a hall pass because she's 35 weeks pregnant. Wow. Wow. Now, I'm not saying he's lying, but wow. Next. This guy's name is Mavid, and he's in his mid-20s. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. I wrap my hands around your throat and push you against the wall, tearing off your clothes, kissing you passionately. You submit to your knees and take me. That's kind of hot. That's annoying. I throw you against a piece of furniture, grabbing a fistful of your hair <laughs> and my hand around your throat. I thrust deep inside you, taking you every which way, <laughs> trying to speak, gasping for air, you make nothing but inaudible noises as you come to climax. Eyes rolling in the back of your head. You beg for me to stop as you can't take any more. Again, this is a guy's bio on Tinder. Is that what we're doing on Tinder? I, can we just fucking tell me what you like to do in your spare time? Okay, this one is very jarring. I don't know this person's name because they cut off on the screenshot. Let's just say his name's Larry. You like a girl who could explain away a few bruises. Pro-life Chad looking for a pro-life babe to have his abortions. I will not pull out. Just here to fuck Insta sluts and gym bunnies. To be fair, I don't mind pickles. If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my mediocre. 
Here for good time. Not a hand job. I can do that myself. So BJ's or better. BTFO. Uh, I don't know what that means. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Okay? Question mark? Okay. Period. No tongue punching or fart boxes either, you filthy fucking animals. Again, these are bios. These are what people put on their bio. Their fucking bio, dude. Okay, this guy's name is Mace. And his picture is terrible. I feel like I'm getting sexually assaulted looking at him. Ugh, I actually gotta scroll down. I don't like that. Um, his bio just says, Six foot four, if you care. I need a secretary for life while I chase the dollar bag emoji. What the fuck, Mace? His name's Chase. I don't care. Okay, this fucking guy. Ooh, here we go. His name is K Ray. <laughs> He's in his mid 20s. It's a dude. I like my women the way I like my microwaves. Here we go. Warm on the inside, cool on the outside, and will kill any baby I put inside them. Crying laughing face emoji. <sighs> Again, this is a bio, and I'm very alarmed. Okay, here, this guy's photo, we'll call him Pook, and he's in his late 20s, and it's a photo of him um, with a contraption in his mouth. It looks like a fake tongue. And he's putting it against a cat that he's holding in his arms. And the cat looks like it would rather be anywhere else in the world except near this terrible person. Maybe his brush just smells. I don't know. But the bio says, Just a man who likes to lick kitties. Want me to lick yours? Tongue emoji. Hard eye cat emoji. Water emoji. No, stranger danger. This guy's name is Crying, and he's in his mid-twenties. Again, these are bios. My self-summary. <clears throat> I'm currently married and looking for a friend with benefits relationship with a sweet and deserving gal. Looking to move on if things go very well. What? A sweet and deserving gal? I want a gal who deserves a man who's married to another woman who's not her. Thank you. I tell myself I love you every day in the mirror all day you crying. Sounds perfect. What's your name? Doesn't matter. I don't even need a name. Cool. Good. I'll just call you a number. Ugh. Okay, this guy. <laughs> this is a Bumble profile. <laughs> this guy's name is Blevin, and he's in his early 30s. And his bio just says, the Clintons killed Epstein. <laughs> I mean, you crazy, but that's kind of funny. Um, this guy, ooh, this guy's bio. Oh, okay. He, this guy answers, this is on Bumble, uh, a prompt. And the prompt is two truths and a lie. And he writes, I had a death experience while going through a divorce. And I have a pet dragon. Okay, first of all, that's only two things. Second of all, if you had a death experience, that means you died. And I don't want to date a ghost. Actually, ooh, I would totally date a ghost. Oh, man, I wish that was a thing. 
Okay. Anyway, next. Oh, this guy. Well, this that's not funny. He just says, begging for pegging. And that's nice. Okay. So those are some fuck boy bios. And, you know, when I say fuck boy, I don't mean that they're terrible. And I'm not trying to be like, ha ha, look at this person being vulnerable. We're all out here trying. It's just that some of us, our version of trying is shit. You know? Or at the very least, funny and entertaining to look at in a bigger scale. Like a podcast. Okay, now let's get to fuck girl bios. Oh my god. Oh, these pictures are so scary. Okay. And again, I'm not, I don't want to make fun. I just, I just, I'm just going to read them. Okay, this woman is in her early 30s and her name is Sakara. <laughs> Chubby slut that isn't that great looking. Wanting to get pounded in Portland this weekend. No holes barred. Very submissive. Love being pounded hard and called names. I like wearing stockings and heels while I get wrecked. Swipe right if you like pounding and dominating a fat slut. Don't care what you look like or age. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of respect that because it's like, you know what you want. I wish I was that brave. I'm trying to think what I want that I'm too afraid to ask. And doing a sex podcast for six years, really, you're left with not much. This girl, let's call her, um, she's in her early 20s. Um, and let's call her Mistel. Name of a stripper, face of an angel. Just looking for a sugar daddy to support my dog addiction. Swipe left if you're not into dogs or sideborgs. I don't really know. Oh, I do. Okay, I'm seeing a picture now. And she is, there is a limb that's not there. That's, that's a metal thing. But good for you. Okay. This girl's bio. I'm going to say the name that's on this profile because it's shit. Just shit with two S's. Shit. This person's 27. And the bio, the the photo is a is a photo. It's a photo of her with her back to the camera and her ass sticking out. And she shit her pants. She she shit her pants. And there it is. She's wearing jeans. She's shit in them though. But she still has them on for this photo. Again, these are bios. Okay, ready? Introverted, sober, focused on my career and my personal work. Movies, music, not interested in husbands, bigots, or prudes. <laughs> I won't classify that as a fuck girl. I just think she's, I just think we could all learn from her honesty. Especially with a name like shit. Okay, this girl's name is Melissa. It's not, it's a fake name. She's in her... <laughs> She's in her early 50s. And this is her bio. I'm single, looking for four boyfriend who don't call me old dumb, stupid, not smart. <laughs> I like guy who is kind heart, respected woman. You must be single, non-smoke, clean shave, no DD, free. If you're interested, contact me. Oh, girl, Melissa. <laughs> I'm single, looking for for boyfriend who don't call me old, dumb, stupid, not smart. <laughs> I feel like she was dictating that bio on like the touch to speak feature on a smartphone. And she just like hiccuped in the middle of it and like said words real quietly and then didn't proofread it. Or this is how she types. I don't know. Okay, this girl's name 
this girl's awesome. Her name is um, Millie, and she's in her mid-20s. Washington Onion stuck in Oregon. I try to travel as much as possible. Food is yummy. I'm probably binge-watching comedy specials right now. Glasses thicker than your grandpa's. Also, I love Coke, so swipe no if you're not into that. <laughs> See, the fuck girls are just like, hey, this is my deal. <laughs> I guess the fuck boys are too. They just have no tact. Okay. Okay. This girl's name, she's in her late 20s, and her name is Pajama. <laughs> Again, these are bios. I don't know why I'm writing here. Do men even read anything? If you're into sarcasm, three chins, and awkwardness, I'm your girl. I say all the wrong things at the wrong time. I have two crotch fruit. By the way, that means kids. And listen, I'm like chunky. So if you don't like big girls, I'm not the one. Whiskey is my first love. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Soup snake? Again, these are bios. And I've never heard a child referred to as a crotch fruit, especially by the person who popped it out. I might start using that. Okay, this girl's name is Bajol. She's in her mid-twenties. Again, these are bios. My perfect date. You pick me up in your Kia Sorento. I get in. There's candles in the car. I go, is that dangerous? And you go, yeah, but I like danger. We go to my favorite restaurant and we have a fantastic meal. We come outside and we see your car is on fire. I go, hey, your car's on fire. Aren't you upset? You pull out a bag of marshmallows and say, no, I knew this was going to happen. And then you kiss me in front of your burning car. Again, these are bios. That's terrifying. This girl is not fuck girl. It's just really fucking funny. She goes, I get shit on by birds more than the average person. <laughs> That's her bio. <laughs> okay. This girl's name is Clarissa in her late 20s. I could tell you I'm a bi girl who likes camping, hiking, beer, and animals, or I could just tell you that I own a Subaru. I love to laugh at myself, and I'm not an asshole, and I have a great rack. Hmm. I actually kind of like that one. Oh, this girl. <laughs> Again, I feel bad saying fuck girls because it's not like these girls are being pieces of shit or anything. Not that the guys were either. Again, we're all trying, but this is just, <laughs> it's a lot for a bio, which I get, you know, you're going to. As Corinne Fisher often says, my comedy partner, she she got to sell yourself. You know what I mean? It's not, don't lie, but like lead off, lead with a good foot. You know what I mean? You know, we're all, you're, 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 you're selling a product and the product is you and you have to love yourself and be great, but also understand how you're coming across to other people. And that's something we all struggle with, including myself. Okay. This girl is named Modi. And she's in her early 20s. I know I'm cute and all, but don't you think you finna fuck just because I'm on Tinder? Bitch, I'm on here to make friends. Crying laughing face emoji, crying laughing face emoji. But it's the cat one, not the circle one. Okay, I'm lying. I don't even like people. Match it though. 
Take me on a date. That's it. That's all. Peace sign emoji. If I like you, we'll see where it goes. Again, this is somebody's bio. Okay, this girl's name is Crashly. And she's in her early 40s. I would eat a fart out of Adam Driver's butt. Until then, Tinder will have to do. I will never admit that we met on this app. I work a lot. So not looking for anything serious. I'm a see what happens kind of girl. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I gotta be up in that thing. So yeah, no, I gotta really explore the script. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. There's some bios. If you have any screenshots of bios or long conversations between you and a fuck boy or fuck girl, email them to me. The Voices in Our Heads podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Let's do some random thoughts. Whoa. A truck just crashed outside when, after I said that. Thanks, Jesus. Um, some random thoughts that I had throughout my lifetime and specifically the past week. I was listening to this song by the Righteous Brothers and you've probably heard of it. You've lost that loving feeling. It's a very popular song. Beautiful song. Oh, the Righteous Brothers are. But the first lyric in that song is, you never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. So like this guy has been kissing a woman or man, a person. And this person's mouth is open the entire time. So this poor guy is just kissing an open, wide-eyed, uninterested person. Just imagine that. Just, just can you imagine? I, I recall all the times someone has kissed me and I had my eyes wide open. You know why? Because I felt mad uncomfortable. I didn't want to be there. I just, I just thought that was funny. Another random thought. Technology is getting really out of hand, if you haven't noticed. Some of it's great, but some of it fucking sucks. And it feels like everyone's opinion is just... <laughs> and you got notifications. <laughs> notifications everywhere. Your phone's like... Christina, someone wants to talk to you. <laughs> Christina, this person messaged you. Wait. <laughs> Christina, your manager wants you to call him. I'm like, okay. I just feel like I'm getting pulled in all the directions. And I feel like we should bring beepers back. Do you remember those? A lot of you probably don't because I barely remember beepers. I never had a beeper, but my fucking older brother did. My only brother. My brother. He's eight years older than me. And he had a beeper. And let me tell you, kids, gather around. Because I'll tell you, beepers, you call from a phone, from a landline or a cell phone if you were fucking killing it with money back in the 90s. Um, and you just beep the beeper and you could say like 911 you could page it 911 if it's emergency I remember I beeped my brother once and I put 911 it was because I was locked out of the house and he had to leave a date and he got really mad at me I was like I don't care I need to be inside um but I just feel like the simplicity of a beeper is something I yearn to be connected with again sure I could turn off all my notifications and just not look at my phone as much and fucking don't have it face up at every table wherever I am at any second and I'm working on it but I just feel like beepers all this shit from the 90s is making a comeback as vintage which is weird why don't we bring back beepers put them in boxes of cereal or some shit I don't know but I'll buy them 
<sighs> another random, another random thought. It's kind of a topic. It's kind of a rant. Uh, flea markets. Y'all know about flea markets? Some of you do. Some of you have great experiences with flea markets. I have a long, sordid past with flea markets. I was a flea market kid. I don't really talk about this, but I wanted to vent about it because I was a flea market kid. So my, my father, fucking amazing man. Not my biological dad, but that's okay because a father is the person who shows up for you or whatever. I don't know. I, lo- I love my dad. He's the shit. Um, he was in the Navy and he got, he actually got drafted. Isn't that cool? It's not really cool, but it's, it's fun little fact. He got drafted a week before he got his college acceptance letter. And, um, so anyway, he stayed in the Navy and he retired. He retired when I was about six or seven years old. So he stayed in for a really long time. And then he was just finding all these odd jobs afterwards because he didn't know what to do with himself. And he wanted to, and he, there was all these businesses. One of the businesses, my parents decided to, um, to, uh, have a flea market store, have a little table at a flea market. First, it started with, we're going to go down to Bill's flea market in, uh, in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and we're going to fucking sell shit but where did they get this shit at the beginning of their flea market career from trash from people's trash so we lived in a pretty nice neighborhood it was virginia so the houses weren't expensive but like you know it was nice like we had our house built and shit and you know but then my mom would take me on what she called lovingly junking you know what junking is junking is when you go through people's trash and you find the stuff that's not trash trash and and you do it in the middle of the night at a and and you realize you're outside your friend's house that's more popular than you in, in elementary school and you're like dad I'm walking on thin ice ma and she's like shut up we got to do it we got to get stuff to sell at this flea market and we would go through people's trash now i will say we did find some gems some like legit antiques that were beautiful actually i have a lamp from the trash in virginia <laughs> But we would fucking go to people through people's trash, and then and then they got good at that, good at selling that, and so then they started going to auctions, and fucking going to these auctions and bidding on basically hoarders who died, and they want to bid on a pile of shit. And I'm not, it's they I'm trying to be less hyperbolic, but they would you would bid on a mountain, and that is not an exaggeration. It was as tall as me of just shit bowling balls boxes of old beanie babies that were ripped clothes it's just like random shit and we would bid on these piles of shit and and then we would take it all in our my oh well, my parents got a junkin van they got a junkin van that's what they called it it was a van that they gutted the back so they could put the junk from the trash and these auctions into the back of the van mind you i had to be with them during this whole process because I was too young to stay at home alone. Boy, oh boy, I wish I that was not the case. I did not like this shit. So my parents would make me dig in the trash with them. And then they would make me go to these auctions with them. And then we'd go to flea markets. And look, my mom has has depression but when she when I was in when we were in Virginia, that's when that was my formative. That was my I was in Virginia from age two to age ten. Uh Chesapeake, Virginia. And love, love, I love that place. But I got bullied in school, so I hated it for that. But like, you know, I was asking for it. Um, no, I wasn't. And uh, and so we would go, like, 
we were in this nice town and my parents I, I lost my thought I lost my train of thought but um but we would fucking go junkin and then we would go to these uh, so they got this junkin van that's where I was they got this van that we would load all this junk into and we would go to this flea market where you had to buy a table. Oh yeah, bipolar. My mom's depression was really bad when I was a kid because she was fucked up on medications and the doctors did not listen to her when she's like, hey guys, these meds are making me uh, psychotic. Can you switch them? And the doctors would say shit to her like, you just, you're not giving it enough time. Meanwhile, she's driving her car into shit and she's like, I don't usually do that. But now I'm on these pills that you gave me and I'm driving my car into stuff. Maybe I need to switch. You're like, no, no, no. No, little girl, we know. You don't know. You don't know your own body. That happened a lot. I've witnessed it as a child. I've witnessed doctors be condescending to my mom. Anyway, she was really fucked up on medication. And, um, and so she would sleep a lot. And so we would go to my fucking friends from school's trash piles and these hoarders auctions and and then we would take all the shit put it in the van and then put all that shit in our living room so i wouldn't i wasn't allowed to have any friends sleep over because my living room was covered in trash and and we would you know sort out the few good shit you know the good things in these piles and then throw everything else away and then we would go load that up in the van after she priced it she had a price she had a pricing gun and she we priced it all I was there. Oh God, I was like the most helpful fucking kid. I was basically a butler. Um, and we would go to these flea markets and then she would be in the van and she would fucking fall asleep because she was medicated, heavily medicated. And she was so tired all the time. And I'm six fucking years old at this bumblefuck flea market, this hillbilly fuck flea market. And I say hillbilly because I fucking mean it. Okay. And these people would be looking at this table of the least shittiest junk that we got from the trash. You know, I didn't tell them that. But they, like, a guy would come up to me, and we're, like, we were 12 miles from the North Carolina border. So it was, I mean, the people had thick southern accents. And they'd be like, hey, little lady, how much is that chandelier? And what period is it from? And I'd be like, um, hold on one second, please. And then I would go in the van, and then I would have to wake my mom up. And that took an hour because she was so heavily medicated that it took her forever to wake the fuck up. So I'd be like, mom, excuse me, there's a man. He's asking what the period of the chandelier. I don't know what he's saying. And my mom would be like, swap me away like I was a fly because she didn't know where she was. And I'm like, mom, excuse me, mom, but mommy, you need to, there's a man he wants to buy it. He has money in his hand and he wants to buy it. And the guy's like, excuse me how much and what period is this from like i'm sorry i'm trying so hard and i would try to wake her up and she's like oh i don't know 40 bucks i'm like oh and then i would go out and be like okay okay so it's 40 dollars. she didn't ask about the period thing but you know it's 40 dollars. will you take 35 oh man and i had to go back in the van i had to go back in the van and be like mom and then she fucking fell back into a deep ass sleep and I'd have to wake her up. I'd spend 20 more minutes waking her up. Like, would you take 35? Mom, would you take 30? Yes! I'm like, yeah. And then I got out there like, sir, she will take 35. And he's gone. He left. It was really a thankless job. I fucking hate flea markets. So I, this was my, I would say from age, I don't know, seven-ish to 10. Three, three important years was just flea markets and junkin and me trying not to cry and wearing black 
as I dig through my fr- friend's mom's pile of trash at night. And then eventually they got like their skills with flea marking and finding things to sell got better. So they went from digging in trash, which they found great shit, but like, yeah, I'm a kid. Let me play with the Barbies. And then from, uh, you know, bidding on these auction piles. And then they actually bought shit wholesale eventually and had a store. It was a collectible toy store. <laughs> it was called Toy Connection. <laughs> and it was in Virginia Beach. And I had to be at that store all the fucking time. And I hated it. My point is, I, flea markets can suck my dick. They can suck my dick. I am so... So I... Uh, an ex-boyfriend of mine, I dated... Um, if you listen to Guys We Fucked, you know, my ex-boyfriend, Steven, uh, well, like a couple years into us dating, maybe four or five, we were on... We were traveling. We were doing a road trip and there was a flea market and they had pinball and we're obsessed with pinball. And so he's like, oh, let's stop at this pinball. I found a pinball place and we pull up and it's a fucking flea market and it looks exactly like the fucking Bill's flea market in fucking Virginia Beach. And I start sweating and he's like, dude, you okay? I'm like, I fucking hate flea markets and I will, I will take $35, but the guy left and how was I supposed to know? Because mom was sleeping. I just, I really... Some people have like weird quirks. One of my weird quirks is fucking flea markets. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do flea markets. So there's a random thought. And then additional rollerblading tip that I just wanted to throw out there for all the Babes on Blades club members. Again, if you want to be a member of Babes on Blades, you are, you're already a babe, so check one. And then just get blades. Um, wear a hat or earmuffs when it's chilly out, guys. Because let me tell you, colds come in through your ears, a doctor told me, a couple times. And I went rollerblading without ear earmuffs or a hat uh, the other day, and it was cold out, and my ears were numb by the time I got back, and then I got cold. So I just wanted to let you know to like bundle up. And also, if you own roller skates, that counts as babes on blades. Your blade, your wheels are just arranged differently, but that you're just as much of a babe. Uh, okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had fun. I'm in my bra. I don't know why I told you that, but I just wanted to say it because I just looked down and I was like, oh, hey, titties. I like having boobs. Having boobs is great. I've heard guys say... <clears throat> Sometimes like, man, if I have boobs, I'll play with them all day. Honestly, I do. I have them and I fucking do. They're fun. And if I have balls, you fucking bet they'd be in my hands all goddamn day. Except for I'm around children or in public. Because that's illegal. I mi- the one thing I miss, I miss a lot of things about being in a relationship. Like the companionship, having someone who gets you, not being alone. But one of the things I really like a little thing that I really enjoy about being in a relationship and being very comfortable with someone is playing with their balls. Every time I had a boyfriend, I would just, I, I get the biggest kick when guys do the mangina. Have you ever, do you guys do that? Have you ever had a guy do that? I don't mean to be insensitive if you're trans and this offends you, but uh, a, a couple boyfriends I've had, a couple guys that I've fucked have done this too. And I'm like, oh, this is funny. You're cool. Um, they'll take their balls, their dick and their balls, and they're just, they'll tuck it like a drag queen. A drag queen has to tuck their dick and balls in, you know, so that when they come out in a one piece, you don't see their dick and balls. And let me tell you, they do a great fucking job. And those puppies go right into that butt crack and up, up and away. But um, my my one ex do this thing called and it's called mangina and he would just tuck it and then walk around and I was like that's so funny and then he would do helicopter dick where he would take his flaccid dick and just make it spin around and I just got the biggest kick out of that 
Anyway, uh, next week, I want to talk about a book that has changed my life. This I And I listened to this book. I have two copies of it because I'm a freak. I have two paper copies of it and I have it on audiobook. I listen to the audiobook pretty much every day. The book is called, and the title, this was my first impression of the title, was it was a little cheesy, but it's called You're a Badass by Ben, Sin, uh, by ben Sincero, by Jen Sincero. And I'm going to talk about this book next week at length. It fucking makes it, basically it sets a very clear, easy to follow path to being a happier person and getting the most out of your life because we're all magical beings we all have power in us every fucking single one of you motherfuckers i don't mean to sound violent with this but you really do you have power in you you have power some people realize it and use it to their full potential but i think most people don't even know they have it and it this book fucking goes in on how to tap into it in in a way that I get that makes sense and every time I listen to this book or read this book I just get amped and I feel better whenever I'm sad over whatever the fuck I I, I turn to this book and it has been such a great companion uh for me and if you are a person who wants to read this book and you financially don't have the means to buy it. I don't know how much it is. Maybe $13.99 on Amazon used. I have no idea. But if you're in a, a position where financially you cannot afford this book and you want to read it, email me and the first, with use the subject line badass book in the subject line so I can tell it apart from the other emails. And the first 10 people to email me, I'll buy you the book. I'll Amazon Prime it to you so you can have it. You can have it in time for next week or not, but I'll, I'll buy you the book. Um, the Voices in Our Heads podcast at gmail.com because I really want to I want to give back as much as I can and talking about this book you guys are gonna fucking I'm so excited I've been prepping to talk about this book all summer I fell in love with this book the, the author talks to you and makes it ugh, it just makes it so easy and you just want to get off your ass and go out into the world and be your best self um so I'm really excited. Um, and so email me, the Voices in Our Heads podcast at gmail.com, subject line, badass book. And email me your full name, your full shipping address, P.O. Box, if there's a P.O. Box. And give me your phone number because when I bought people the rollerblades, I realized I didn't, I didn't have their phone number and I didn't want to email them. Like I didn't want to make the process. I just wanted to buy it for them. So I put in 212-699-6969. And I feel like that's not going to be helpful if the, if the UPS guy or girl has to call you. So give me your phone number. I'm not going to call you, but I am going to put it in the line where it says phone number so that the delivery people can call you if they need to. So the first 10 people to email me, I'll prime that shit to you, Della. Thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. Um, go out there. Don't push people downstairs. Be a babe on a blade. And have a blessed day. You never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. And there's no tenderness like grief in your fingertips. You're trying hard not to show it But baby, baby, I know it You lost that love of feeling Oh, that love of feeling You lost that
Just feel like crying 